Hello, and welcome to the second hour of Barbarian in the Valley, known everywhere by its new name, the Free Associates. That's right, my friends, the Free Associates. Free to associate with whomever we want, and free to associate with any idea or concept that comes along. But also, free to associate, to like free associate, to like see something and then just let your mind wander. Because on this show, no experts. That's right, all amateurs. That we might be experts in something, but not what we're talking about. Because it's the shared pursuit of social issues that we're after here in the basement of the neo-brutalist structure at the center of UMass. And we are now entering the crystal ship. That's right, we are disengaging. And we are taking that crystal ship high up into the sky. Look at us. If you're on the UMass campus, look up. We're waving at you. We're waving down at you. How you doing? We're going to take this ship all over the valley today. That's right. And the light, my friends, is bright in November. It's changing. That's right. And darkness is coming in. Darkness is enveloping us too soon in the night. And really just too soon in the morning. And just too soon all around. Now, in a minute, we're going to be tackling the issue of trying to start our own religion. Or, let's put it another way, how do you start a religion without being theistic? Is that possible? How do you create that community? Now, we have our own website now. Barbarian in the Valley and the Free Associates have broken up. Now, if you want to go and do this reading, if you haven't already, do it now. It's not long. It's really quite good. It's from the Atlantic, which we usually kind of steal from. And the website now is thefreeassociates.us. So go ahead, get to the website, and do the reading really fast. When we come back from the break, we're going to be talking to Todd Currier and the Whale Dog. Now, Todd, grab the drawing over there from Whalen, okay? Now, just hold it down. One thing that we do is you show me a drawing, I'm going to free associate on it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to like describe it, because that's not free association. So in three, two, one, lift the drawing up. Earth, wind, and fire, the zoo. Saturn, Saturnalia, used to be a name for Christmas in Rome. Diamonds are forever, James Bond. That's it, and we're good. Now, we'll be back in just a minute. Enjoy the music. We're coming back. Listen to some Diodato. Also, Sprock Zarathustra. coming back into the crystal ship we are above the Connecticut River we can see the breath of the valley and we have here guests a common guest and then a guest of a guest a friend of the guest who's known the guest for many times how are you guys doing are we live is this thing on no your mic's not on see well so, okay so see I at least saw that it was off okay. I asked I asked but that's kind of yeah I get it you asked is he this does this on? to me all the time <clears throat> It's like a, a, a 
flicking your shirt, like putting your finger. Yeah. You know that that it's trick. Like talking about your dress every single time I see you. Well, yeah. let's talk about that. So, so, and by the way, my raspy voice, that's not my attempt to be sultry. I'm suffering from a long-standing cold. It's gravelly. So, it's good. Yeah, it's, it sounds it works, nice. It works yeah. okay. Well, thank you. Now, Todd, can you introduce yourself? Hi, uh, my name is Todd. Uh, so okay. <laughs> I actually got kind That's of invited good. to do this uh, at the last second here. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jar and I were uh, just reconnecting. Actually, I came back from a trip from France. I've been okay. gone for the last five months, and we haven't seen each other since coming back. So I got back in August, and we haven't had any reason, I guess, to get together. And so five months, I haven't seen him. The first thing I say to him is, "Meet me at T-Mobile. We need to change our plan." Is it <laughs> not like right? hi, not like. That's How you the first doing? Thing you do. I was. Well, I was that's France. a priority for yeah. sure. Get in here. We're on a family plan together. But you guys have known each other for a long time. Yeah, twenty-seven years, oh, yeah. probably something long like that. Time. So you have a lot of dirt on the whale dog, I'm sure. Oh, uh, probably equal amounts that he has on dirt, equal. mud. Okay, that keeps things nice and yeah. quiet when lo- it's equal. A lot of the same dirt, though, so I think it's okay. <laughs> Did yeah. you drive in with him today? No, I didn't. We talked about it. Okay, but that didn't yeah. happen. Wayland, no, no, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. Where did you park, Todd? Oh, I parked right next to him. You parked next to him. What's interesting, folks, I couldn't bike over today because the viscositude of the grease on my shifter wouldn't allow my bike to shift. So I did drive. And Waylon, I'll have you know, I'm not in the parking center. I'm not paying for parking right now. I'm not where you are. It's a three-day weekend. There's no one on campus. It's It's not about what you can get away with. It's about what's right. And right good and, and proper, and which wow. you should know. You just threw the moral I will compass throw, on me, oh, huh? Can I just say something quickly? And my wife is thinks I take things too personally. I'm in a, a sandwich shop yesterday. I get a steak and cheese. And I say, could you put some ketchup on that? And the person making the sandwich said, wow, you're the, only the second person who's ever asked for ketchup. I don't know how to take that. Like, And to me, it's like, really? I'm only the second person who's ever asked for it. This is steak and cheese. Like what? I wouldn't put ketchup on a steak and uh, cheese. I mean, I don't. It's not to say, though, that people who order the steak and cheese wouldn't then later oh, put geez. the ketchup on. You guys are clueless. Would you want <laughs> ketchup goes clueless. on a steak and cheese? That's not is this, impossible. Is this, but is that's this not something impossible that's, for you to understand, is it? Is like you go to Philadelphia, and there, is, that, is that like a common thing? Mm. I, I, it's steak and cheese. and It looks like a hamburger. Do you put ketchup on a hamburger? I put ranch dressing on a okay, pizza. We're going to move on. <laughs> We're going to move on. Now, I just want to let campus security know that both Todd and Waylon's car are in the parking lot loading zone above the neo-brutalist structure. Oh, man. Just do what you have to do, you please. Us. Well, wow. I'm annoyed. He narked us. They already know I, my car. I am, I'm actually a little upset. <laughs> they, they can see my van from space when I park there. So <laughs> I'm a little upset that you guys don't have my back on this ketchup thing. I mean, why say that? Why well, say off, you're only the second person who's ever asked for ketchup? First of all, I don't believe you. Second of all, even if that's true... Why you make me feel bad about asking? I for think ketchup? that that's you, that makes you unique. Um, I don't think that's where I was coming from. In the iPod generation, you're the second person to do that. iPod generation, what's that? Yeah, the iPod generation is that you put I in front of everything. Everything needs to be individualized, and everything is unique mm. for everybody. Okay, consumerism boomer. tactic. Okay, boomer. You know, my students said that. to yeah, me. Yeah, I've been waiting for to get that too. My students said uh, it to me. It's coming. What did it's they coming. Say? So well, I was going over their their broadcast, and I was like, "Oh, there's jump cuts." I was like, "But you guys, this YouTube generation has like right. really screwed you because you have you jump cuts everywhere. They're, like in their videos, they're uh-huh. like, okay, boomer.' Yeah, and okay, That's boomer is new, like the, the new tactic uh, against okay. the young, the millennials versus the baby boomers. Uh, I'm waiting to get it, and it's I'm going to be really frustrated because. <laughs> 
I have big beefs against the boomer generation myself. Like, I'm not a, oh, yeah. in the boomer generation. Yeah, yeah. Right, you're not even close. <clears throat> to well, you're way. not even close. Yeah, but, I mean, they just... It just it. means, yeah, yeah. okay, old person. Like, if I was talking about the Joker, that's what they would say to me. Yeah, because yeah. I have this, I'm like, critical of the Joker. Well, mm. okay, boomer. Like, and I get it, because when I was that age, I would have felt the same way. And perhaps that's just what age is. Now, really quickly before we move on, you know Waylon so well that you're... Girlfriend? Yep, girlfriend. No, just describe when he comes into the radio station what happens. Okay, so basically, this actually, to kind of get the story started, I, before I had left, uh, Jared and I had been friends for so long that I was like, there are a couple things that he always <laughs> he always does. He's very predictable, right? No. So if we're, yes. If we're going to go out to eat, <laughs> he's the first thing is, yeah, the he's first a one hit wonder. Yeah, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to ask me where I want to go. I'll tell him where I want to go. He's immediately then going to suggest where he wanted to go in the first place, <laughs> right. and that's where we end up going. Yep. So before I left to come here today, I was like, I, I told my girlfriend, I said, watch, this is exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to see him, and the first thing he's going to do is he's going to try and come up with some witty comment, mm-hmm. and it will be witty. I'll give him, I'll give him credit for that. He'll yeah. say something witty about the Half way that witty. I look. Yep. That didn't happen. But when we first walked into the radio station here today, he did it he, to me. He commented on what you look like. <laughs> but come on, Norm. Yeah. Look at what look at what you're wearing. You're wearing yes. like skinny jeans. You're wearing Lululemon no, 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 over no, here. No, 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 no. <laughs> They're not even jeans though. What <laughs> yeah, are they? Wearing Lululemon over here. I have long underwear, black long long underwear with black shorts over it. Yes, I get it. But what was your exact comment? You look like my uncle like Gordor, teacher, John Mr. Eric Finnegan. Levine. Yeah. He's the avant-garde cinema teacher here, which I took all of his classes. Great okay. Guy. Well, hey, you know what? I take that as a great compliment. I'm definitely avant, okay? Now, speaking of avant, i got to get in front of you if we're going to get anything done today. <laughs> Although I suppose I'm partly to blame. We have an article. The title of the article is, They Tried to Start a Church Without God for a While It Worked. Okay, and what... Who does, Should I synopsize it? or? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. So, and I remember when this happened, because I was curious about it, and I was living in New York City when this happened, but it actually started in England. There was a church that basically said, why don't we start a church, and there was actually a couple of different ones, but one of them was called Sunday Assembly. Why don't we fill a spiritual void that's out there, and we'll start a church without God? It'll be a non-theistic church, and we'll just start it without God. But it'll have all the same kind of components that a church offers people. Because these people clearly recognize the value of a lot of communal stuff, right? What they found, and there's another one called Oasis, I believe. Mm -hmm. And so there was two that started up. And, you know, I actually wanted to make it to one of these services. Because when it happened, I thought, oh, gee, that sounds great. I'll just say on a side note that for a long time, my wife and I did something called Secular Sabbath. Which is where you Sunday means no working, no shopping. And um, no internet. Right. Wow. You know, you could watch a movie, but you couldn't surf the internet. And it saved us when we were doing it. Wow. You know, you know that you bring that up. Again, just coming back from Europe, there yeah. were, you, you don't realize how much we still do things on Sunday. Whereas in places that I was in in Europe, right, yeah. you, go some, you have to plan your day, your week, um, grocery shopping, all these huh. things around places being closed because people actually stop and take a break. Yeah, and I wonder also if that's um, the Catholic Church in France being that strong. You guys are too young, but when I was a kid, everything was closed on Sunday in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, Blue Laws. Blue Laws. Yeah. And that was repealed when I was 14 or 15. And I remember, it was like a ghost town. Yeah. You wouldn't see people on the road at all. And 
Um, you know, I didn't totally love it when I was a kid. Of course, I'm very nostalgic for it now. I love yeah. it now. And it was partly because the Catholic Church was so strong politically in Massachusetts that they were able to say, we don't really want competition from the shopping malls Sunday morning. So, we want all this closed. You know, you can buy liquor on Sunday now. I mean, right. that would have been shocking yeah, I, when I, I was I, a I was kid. working at a convenience store that you couldn't sell it on Sundays when yeah. I was growing up. My mom worked in a cafe where they would sell Irish coffee to get around the alcohol laws on Sunday morning, like at 2 a.m. Hmm. You know, because all the bars would close, too. Yeah. So, that's a side note. But what they found is despite their best efforts and some really strong, some like really good services and you know, definitely secular, like I didn't think that there was a big operating system there, that it didn't take, that it had a, a sudden burst of people going and then kind of quickly cut in half, mm. which is, you know, for something that's trying to grow, is that's really bad actually because the momentum now is swinging down and it just made it sound like that it would go away actually kind of soon. So, is that a pretty good synopsis of the article? Yeah, it talks about kind of why, yeah. and then we could kind of open it up now to kind of like critiquing the article or trying to dissect it. Todd, did you have something you wanted to... Well, I think, uh, I mean, my takeaway from reading the article, it sounded like a big part of this was that there's a group of people that are looking for a community, right? So, mm-hmm. they kind of quote this um, this idea that the um, participation in the belief in, in some sort of religion or even a, a godly like religion is on the decline and sort of it's creating this void as you alluded to in, in kind of the, 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 the article here that's talking about people don't really have a place to go, right, to find that community anymore. And so, it's this group of people um, that are sort of not necessarily there under the uh, idea of either a higher power or a god, but rather that they just, they really like the other aspects of the church. So, I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and I, I think it, I think that plays a big part into why this thing is not continuing on, is because the, the solid footing, right, of... Uh, having something firmly in common among the people, right, and, uh, and something that they're working towards, I think is really important to getting people to invest in an idea or invest in something. You and know. I think that it's missing some of the things that are not necessarily in this article, which are, they allude to it a little bit, but we, we had a conversation before this about money and yeah. the establishment of money, because money is going to allow you to... Uh, it sounded like people were volunteering their time to organize this, which yeah, is crazy totally. because it's it, there's a lot of work that goes into it. So obviously, it's going to uh, kind of unravel. But the other part is uh, what I was just thinking about was the branding and identity of what's going on. And you think about the things that have really taken off in the last few years, like CrossFit or things like that. Mm-hmm. The things that honestly it says it's competing against for hmm. you know in the yeah. in the article, but you have this kind of uh, ex- like not like evangelical uh, um, like exercise movement oh, yeah. in CrossFit. Trust it's me. because of the branding in the in the buying of the I- ideology. So if you can establish that stuff, and I mean. Think about the branding of of the Christian church. The cross, everybody knows what it is, right? right? So if you have like if you have certain things and you need to that branding and identity, you really need to cultivate and you need to do that with money. You're talking about creating an economy as well as an aesthetic and oh yeah, and for sure a message. 
Yeah, see, I don't think that the money, I mean, you definitely want to be able to break even, right? So some of the things that they talk about in the article that they're organizing here are like these huge events, right, where they're getting uh, they're getting together bands and sound systems and live entertainment. And like, you think about any organization that's going to do that for free or at a cost, it's, you know, not sustainable in that way. So I think sure. from the perspective of needing to collect money to be able to facilitate these events that bring people together, that that's really important. But I don't know that that's necessarily the Group, the glue that will bind people together, right? So, okay. Yeah, but can I just say something about... I'm sorry to jump in here, but the other problem I had with the way they described the services, it felt almost like desperate to entertain. Like, anyone who's sat through a church service, like a Catholic church service, knows that that's not really what those <laughs> services are oh about. Like, yeah. it felt like it was trying to be like a TED Talk almost. And again, requiring no sacrifice on behalf of its um, flock, so to speak. Yes. And basically, I felt like that in some ways, this is echoed throughout the article, there's no sacrifice required of the people in that church, and because of that... Right. And I mean, they do... selfish behavior. And they do comment as well that, you know, that studies have been done, right, to show that people, uh, the, the longest last lasting kind of collections of people, right? Those are the things that, where, where people have something, uh, where they've invested the most or sacrificed the most, right? They talk about, you know, uh, after 20 years, right, whether or not uh, a congregation will be continuing to exist, right, has everything to do with how much the people gave away. Right. It's like directly proportional, meaning yep. that the more you gave up, the more likely you are to continue coming and the more likely it is to so, exist. Uh, so, uh, guys, can I ask you guys, yeah. why is that? I mean, I've seen it before. Yeah. And, you know, a cult that asks you to give up eight things will last 50 years on average. A cult that asks you to give up four things will last 25 to 30 years on average. It's because why? you're doubling down on your, the initial react, like, your Investment? initial buy-in, yes, right. No. You're strengthening your resolve in it, so you're like, "This has to be real." If I'm gonna give up this stuff, because it's it's you don't want to have buyer's remorse, right? If you're gonna give up all of this stuff, and then all of a sudden it's mm -hmm. like, "Wait, why am I doing this?" You never want to have that why. You never want to have that doubt in the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. So that's when you double down, right? It's sort of like the analogy. Uh, the analogy is sort of like if you were betting and playing roulette, right? And every single time you lose a bet, you put down, you know, the minimum bet is $5, right? You put down $5, you lose that bet, you put down $10 to try and get your money back, right? And you just keep doubling down, doubling down, doubling down until you get to the point that you hit the bet cap. And now you've got $500 invested in <laughs> Until you, you die and you hope you see God. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, that's, sure, that's a fairly cynical approach. Can I offer something else? Yeah. Which is that I hear you. That is, you have a big investment in this thing, and it's very hard to walk away from an investment like that. We see that in politics, too. You know, once you've really kind of invested, it, it really means sacrificing your self-identity and stuff like that. But can't we also argue that deprivation and sublimation are actually feel really good as well, and that being taken, you know, having certain things like your ego or your money taken from you also creates longevity and shared suffering or shared deprivation also bond, bond binds people together. I mean, your exercise classing is, is a really good, astute thing. Yeah. I mean, if you want to find secular religion, it's in a spin, spin class now. Be, I know yeah. this because I was looking for a Peloton just casually <laughs> on Google, and now all I ever see are Peloton ads like mm. on YouTube. Yeah, like, yeah. And they are evangelical. I mean, they talk about stuff in a way that I find totally creepy. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I think the point that you that you bring up, right, does kind of play into the things, you know, there's a lot of things going on here, right? So th- there's this, also the idea of what we innately desire, right, or that intrinsic motivation, which like, you know, when people are suffering together, right, in, in the case of you know, giving something up or in a spin class, either way, right, people are suffering together, um, which is kind of, again, this communal thing that I think innately we desire to have community, right? And that's right. one way to sort of feel as one. Right. And this is, since I bring this book up every time, I'm going to go ahead and bring it up Tribes. again. Tribe, singular, by Sebastian Younger. He makes the argument that what we're really missing is that sense of connection that comes from deprivation. So, he studied, he, he was embedded with veterans who were living in the worst kinds of conditions, but as soon as they were withdrawn from them, they wanted to go back. Because biologically, they were getting endorphins by being close. Or, after a disaster, when people step in and start helping each other, they feel filled with purpose and meaning. And so, I get what you're saying about the investment, but I also think it's about the connection that deprivation and sublimation requires. That's true. But I also don't think that we need to necessarily suffer to find community or find common ground or even sort of feel as though we're connected, right? So there's the other sort of idea, which is to go and say that we're working towards a common goal, which could be positive, right? And so in the case of the church, you're talking about some type of higher power that we both believe in. And then, you know, to not to go dark again, but like like the Crusades, right? So this idea Mm -hmm. of taking, we're working together to... Uh, expand this message and bring it f- and bring it farther along to sort of uh, again we're working on a common goal together which doesn't necessarily require suffering as yes. well yes although I suppose it's if you're skipping brunch and like giving money to the poor and working in soup kitchens it's not suffering but it's not pleasing your every immediate right. goal well right. that's yeah. altruism too so that's a little different sure. as well so it's this idea of and it goes into, like we were talking right before this, legacy. Like, can you, is there a way to kind of mold legacy, your your individual legacy mm-hmm. into the kind of that, that motivating factor? So one of the things that you th- when we think about uh, religion is like the consequences, right? It's like if you do something bad, you're punished by a higher entity, right? But immortality with us is very... It, it, it lives in the the way that we have the internet, and you mm. all of a sudden you die, and you still have a Facebook, and this thing that this that and the other thing. So our legacy is much more prevalent now than before. So is there a way to kind of unlock or use that idea of legacy in in replacement of a deity? Does that make mm. sense? I get it. I don't know because you're gone. Like um, it depends on the person. If you're asking me. I'm not really concerned about my legacy. You know, like, if once I'm gone, I'm really? gone. Yeah. I mean, I'm concerned about doing right and doing right by my kids and giving them, a, like, a strong childhood. But a right. hundred years from now, I don't really... First of all, no one's going to be know, who knows who I am. I'm almost sure. And if they do, I can't control what they think about me, and I'm not going to try. Yeah, well, I think, too, that it that also sort of, that is one way, right? And we've already mentioned a few, and they all sort of play into the things that we desire just by nature, right? So one is, like, perpetuating your ego. That's something that certain types of personalities, they really need, really enjoy, and are really motivated by. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, we're, we're actually we're pointing at, uh, yeah. at, at Whalen here. But, uh, you know, there are other things, like the morality and the moral compass, right? And I think that to uh, kind of keep 
things moving forward uh, generationally and moving beyond, right? For something to be truly successful in that, it needs to be multifaceted, mm-hmm. right? So you need to cater to different types of personality, sure. which I'm sure that if you were to go, and I'm sure some expert on the topic of the church would be able to go into all the ways in which they've tapped into those tapped sure. into those things. But the, the, the real lasting effect is to, I believe... Uh, go after what what is it that that we do naturally that keeps us coming right like you said endorphins right so what's getting our endorphins going what's yeah. getting us really excited right for some people it's like wow a thousand people have liked my post about <laughs> talking on the radio or, or <laughs> whatever you know yeah or legacy and I do think there are people who really care about their legacy oh for sure and of course However, I don't know if it's a Star Wars quote. It's like, and that then that's how you'll be tempted. You know, whatever we're drawn to, whatever we value, then we're tempted to control it. And spiritual materialism, legacy materialism. Um, it's interesting, you know, my wife's talked about this, like, oh, there was like 500 people at their funeral. But I think of my own mother, and my mother is one of the great people of the 20th century, I'm pretty convinced. She's not going to have 500 people at her funeral. That's not the, that's not the, or the metrics that I would apply to greatness, personally. Mm. She's just not. Now, she's a tremendous person, you know, and so, I, you know, but yes, I agree with you, Todd, that, like, these things, they grab people in different ways and create a coalition of people who are coexisting inside of this place that it might be for Wayland Legacy, it might be work for you, it mm-hmm. might be, you know, being a godlike figure for me or something mm-hmm. like yep. that, you know? <laughs> always always a, a late possibility. I think that, I mean, so here's here's a question post, okay? There, there's a, where is there room for, when we think about religion, contributing to the larger community and society and the religious organization and where is the salvation of individual self and those are two different things right we have on one side that you're that you're part of the cog and you're you're part of this huge network of things that are going on and your small being is aiding and contributing to this much larger thing Mm -hmm. but you're also not doing not sinning because you want your own individual salvation in the afterlife well, why don't we pick that up on the second part of the show? Ooh, okay, you that like organ? that segue? <laughs> Isn't that nice? This is a very, very, nice. good. very well selected tune, guys. We'll be back in just a couple minutes with the Free Associates. <laughs> <laughs> 